Okay, reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. It's the same one we did on Sunday, but I never got to it. Text Canto 10, Chapter 1, Text 27. Surasaino Yadupatir Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Surasaino Yadupatir Mataram Avasan Purim Mataran Churase Namscha Vishayan Bubaje Pura. Formerly, Shurasena, the chief of the Yadu dynasty, had gone to live in the city of Matara. There he enjoyed the places known as Matara and Surasena. Since that time, the city of Matara has been the capital of all the kings of the Yadu dynasty. The city and district of Mathura are very intimately connected with Krishna. The Lord Krishna lives there eternally. Omigana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadhamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Pancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar, Shivas Adi Gorbata Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I have to shut one door. Okay. Readings from the Super Soul Farm. Um, and I'll be staying here until Friday. And then nearby, I'll visit Donna Kaylee, and he'll take me to the July 2nd Satsarupmaj celebration that they have. And uh, then I'll go to my new New Jersey dwelling, um, which will be the house of Jack Curtis, who has a nice little Krishna thing going there. Um, so let's give the, the context, the story started and 
it started with the distress of Mother Earth. And Prabhupada makes many points how that distress attracts the appearance of Krishna to, the re to relieve that distress. If you make a petition based on that distress, rather than wallow in victimhood or whatever other type of consciousness one could have besides shelter of Krishna. We take shelter of Krishna, then Krishna gives us refuge. That's what Sharanagati is called. Gati to go for refuge, for shelter. And shelter is the place where you are, your needs are met, you're you maintained. Shelter is the place where you can live. And anything else, that means your heart. It's where your heart can live, where your mind can live, where your consciousness can live, and where everything else you need for that is, is given. So it starts with the Mother Earth being in distress. Once the world was overburdened by an unnecessary defense force of demoniac kings by this narcissistic tendency that comes from leadership that's, that, that wants to enjoy and control and therefore starts to see the world as theirs. And as there are many people in leadership like that in the present day, then there's conflict. Militarization increases and exploitation increases war increases and everything else. So we can understand that Krishna will appear soon. But the way he appears, according to Prabhupada, is the manifestation more and more of the holy name. And that will happen because our material protective agents are being systematically <laughs> ripped from us. I don't want to be depressed, but depressed, but that's what's happening. And it doesn't need a war and it doesn't need famine and it, it can be in prosperity, whatever it is, as sure as death, it's happening. It'll happen when we live, it'll happen when we die. And therefore we have to take refuge of Krishna. And that's the whole message of everything else. Krishna is turning up the heat so that we jump out of the fire, um, out of the fire of disconnection and disconnection from God, out of the fire of fish not in water, out of the fire of being, of, of praying for and moving for a position that is not constitutional that is against our nature. 
and therefore no matter what we stuff in our face and no matter what how our senses are stimulated and and no matter how much we get power and position and glorification and glory and whatever it is we'll be dissatisfied like a man who is hungry nothing external to him can be satisfy him except food nothing but that pure love and connection with god can actually satisfy the hunger and hankerings of the soul. So therefore, the, uh, they approached the ocean of milk where Lord Vishnu resides in this universe. And of course, so many nice philosophical points. Um, if you want God's mercy, you must go to his home. Whether you, that home is in your home or that home is down the block. If you want God's mercy, you must go to his, his deity in the form of the, and his name. Um, so Lord Brahma, he went and Krishna appeared Tena, Tena Brahma, Yaadi Kavaye. He appeared in terms of, of, of instruction. Person can appear in terms of his form. He can appear in terms of his sound. So he appeared in terms of his sound because Brahma was in Samadhi. He was in trance and he was chanting. They were chanting prayers. And there was a petition of great personalities. This is, this is what Sankirtan is. We come together and, and we pray. And we pray for the appearance of God in our hearts and the hearts of others. And uh, Lord Brahma then repeated his instructions that I've already heard about the distress um, of the earth because of this is God is always concerned of Dara the the fever of the earth, the 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 suffering of the earth, the suffering of his devotees, and therefore he is appearing so. Our suffering could have a good purpose if we direct it towards, we direct the voice of suffering towards God to seek God's shelter. Then um, that suffering has a, a, a purpose. And, and then he, the voice was that Krishna understood that and he will appear and he's telling also the, the demigods that you should also appear, that the demigods, Surastrati, the wives of the demigods, they'll, they'll also appear. Those who have achieved bhava, those who are pure and are hankering for God's association to fully mature their devotion, they will appear. Tatpriyaratam. And they'll all appear, and Lord and Balaram will appear, and, and Vishnu Maya will appear, and they'll all appear, Tatpriyaratam, because 
love makes the world go round, and that universal love is to love everything, is to love God, and therefore to please him, and therefore to serve him, and, and they will come, and they will help, and, and, and they were pacified. We need to be pacified. I was speaking to one devotee yesterday who is really the victim of terrible injustice, really terrible injustice. And I was trying to, you know, look for a way out. But sometimes injustice has a way of trapping one. So I, I couldn't really think really of what to help this person. I couldn't really make any suggestion. I tried, but at the end I had an epiphany. If you go to Govardhan, because there's no other options for you, then you'll look at your suffering as the payment you made for the highest thing. And the person felt some relief. So, So Sukadeva Goswami now begins to, he's narrating it and he, and he continues after that happened. Then he gives a little background because he told him to appear, but where are they going to appear? They're going to appear in, in Mathura, in the district of Mathura. So I want to read some of Prabhupada's purports. Um, What a wonderful purport. Anyone living in Navadweep, okay. The Lord has made it convenient for the conditioned soul to live in Matara, Vrindavan, and Navadweep, and thus be directly connected with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Simply by living in these places, one can immediately come in contact with the Lord. There's a special potency there. I'm pretty excited about Govardhan. With Bhakti began Goswami developing a place of six acres and Borijan Prabhu and Sachinandana Swami having a place of 20 acres and uh, a Vaishnav community and my little humble place. I will send out in the next few days the information if any of you want to go to my retreat. And what I decided to do is I'll have two retreats. I'll have a poor retreat. I'll have a Govardhan retreat. I'll have four days in between. So people can go one or to the other, or if they have the time, they can go to both. But I want to send it out now. This is uncharacteristically early because mystically, mystically, I can't figure out why the price of the ticket. I already bought my ticket. It was a little bit less than 800 around $800. 
And if you want economy, a premium economy, which is very comfortable, it's $1,300. I bought a round trip ticket, so I already know my dates. Leaving September 21st, and I'm going to uh, return March 22nd, something like that. But $800 round trip. So I want to put it out so those of you who, because I wanted to go now, it's $1,800 for the same ticket. So, um, but um, I think it's it's arrived on the 21st or 22nd of June and uh, you leave on the 28th from Puri, you get the dates. And then I thought Brindav in three or four days, I am excited to personally lead the programs myself. Um, and then after that, I think from the first to the fifth, we have maybe five days in, in Govardhan. And then uh, if people want to continue, perhaps you'll see maybe like last time, someone could take people to Jaipur. Um, but anyway, it's a special place. And those of you who've come know that it's a special place. Uh, I'm hankering. Simply by living these places, one can immediately come in contact with the Lord. There are many devotees who, who, who vow never to leave Vrindavan and Mathura. So we go to these places because of the people that we can't realize Krishna, but there are people there that can. Um, so that'll be a good vow, but if one leaves Vrindavan and Matra, Vrindavan for the service of the Lord, he is not disconnected for the Supreme Personality of God. So if you leave with a purpose to give Krishna, then it's not different than Vrindavan. At any rate, we must understand the transcendental importance of Matra, Vrindavan, and Navadweep. Anyone who executes devotional service in these places certainly goes back home, back to Godhead after giving up his body. Thus the words Matura Bhagavan Yatra Nityam Saniyatohari are particularly important. A devotee should fully utilize this instruction to the best of his ability. Whenever the Supreme Lord personally appears, he appears in Matura because of his intimate connection with this place. Therefore, although Matura and Vrindavan are situated on this planet Earth, they are transcendental abodes of the Lord. So, now, it describes the, because um, the place is important. Because the place is a manifestation of consciousness. So you understand the place, you can understand what's happening there. So first the place will describe. Some time ago, and then, Vasudeva, who belonged to the demigod family of the Surya dynasty, married Devaki. After the marriage, he mounted his chariot to return home with his newly married wife. Kamsa, the son of King Ugrasena, in order to please his sister Devaki on the occasion of her marriage, took charge of the reins of the horses and became the chariot driver. He was surrounded by hundreds of golden chariots. So What's going to be described here is the dowry system. 
which is kind of really oppressive now, but in those particular days, the dowry system, um, what it was in the system, and it was a good system when the girl goes married, she goes to the house of her husband. And at that time, the father calculates his wealth and generally gives his inheritance to the daughter at that time. That was the dowry. So it was a system that was accepted. Now, I always feel for my, my driver for like over 40 years, I have the same driver in Vrindavan. Go, Paul. So great to see him after COVID. Wow, that was tough. And then getting there and him picking me up. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah. And, you know, I've been following him all along and he had, you know, he wanted to have a son. And I think he had six daughters first. Then he had two sons. So I know and I know him for a long time because I know he didn't have sons and his sons are now the taxi drivers and, uh, you know, married. So I know him for a long time, but I always talk to him. I, I really feel bad for him, you know, get the daughters married. And his daughters were very qualified because they were trained in a traditional way. But the people, when you try, you know, they want to get married, they, they, <laughs> They, they sell off their, their sons. You know, you have to give this and that and that. So it's become kind of a obnoxious, horrible system. But anyway, this was a beautiful thing. Devaki's father, King Devaka, was very much affectionate to his daughter. Therefore, while she and her husband were leaving home, he gave her a dowry of 400 elephants, nicely decorated with golden garments. He also gave... 10,000 horses, 1,800 chariots, and 200 very beautiful maidservants, fully decorated with ornaments. Oh, beloved son, Marge Prickett, when the bride and groom were ready to start, conch shells, bugles, drums, and kettle drums, dundabi, all vibrated a concert for their auspicious departure. So, yeah, festivals create a samskara. And the, the vivaha samskara is, this is important. Celebrating it. And what are we celebrating? The commitment that you have to keep. <laughs> we have to celebrate the commitment that you have to keep. So it was very festive. And what happens then is there is an Akash Vani um, from the sky. When Kamsa controlling the reins of the horses who was driving the chariot along the way, an unembodied voice addressed him, you foolish rascal, the eighth child of the woman you are carrying will kill you. Now, 
comes as a demon. And, and the symptom of, of demoniac mentality is nar narcissism, that you see the world according to your desires. So you really, it's letting you can't trust someone like that. Because what's the priority in their dealings is not their principles, but their pleasure. So they can be nice as long and they can be nice and he's Kamsa and he's, he's happy for his sister. But ultimately speaking, nothing's more important than his, 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 his pleasure and what to speak of his life. And therefore kings who, who can become narcissistic and powerful leaders who can become narcissistic. You know, a, a lot of times what they, the first thing they do is kill off anybody who's potentially competing for their throne. And it doesn't matter, relative, son, whatever it is. Father, the story of Aranzeb, Sajahan, he imprisoned his father. It's so interesting how, how, how desires can pervert one's vision of reality. That's the basic principle of Maya. The basic principle of Maya, Maya is we want to enjoy and enjoyment is sensual and it's egotistical. It's, it's the sense of superiority. We really want this sense of superiority. We hanker for it so much. And therefore, for that, we have to be an illusion because we're not superior in reality. We're superior, we can only be superior in illusion. And what is that illusion is, is to see things that are God as not his. So if, if, if that's the principle of illusion of Maya in this world, for someone who, 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 who doesn't have is not trained in, in principles. That's why the Mahabharata is all about truth and principle. If people are not trained by principles, it's so much gonna pervert their vision. To the extent that this person threatens my life by their existence and therefore they shall not exist. It may not be to that extent, but to the extent that we prioritize our own selfish desires over the principles that we have will be to the extent that our vision will be perverted. And the extent that our vision will be perverted is the extent that we won't be able to understand the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. So here's a demon and not only he's told he's going to be killed, but he's told that you're you fool, fool, you are carrying in the chariot the container that will that is holding that will hold the person that will be your death, you fool. And and, and that's it. That's it. Jayatovisham Pumsa Sengo Sanjayate Kama Kama Kroto. 
but desire and attachments and bewilderment and anger and, and just complete bewilderment. What is right is what's good for me. And it's not good for me that this, my sister should live. I will kill her. But why the Akashmani? Why the voice from the sky? Because the demigods saw that Kamsa, out of his sentiment, was serving the mother of Krishna. And feared that by his service, Krishna would protect him. So they wanted to stop Kamsa's service to Devaki. At the same time, the, the first six people born in the womb were, were manifest demons. And that's a whole thing that will be discussed later. So, so now it describes Kamsa, and Sukadeva Goswami is describing Kamsa. And he's really bad. Ityukta se kala papo, bojanam kula, pamsana, baginam, hantem, aribdam. Kogda Pani Kachi Kache Grihit. Kamsa was a condemned personality of the Boja dynasty because he was envious and sinful. Therefore, upon hearing this omen from the sky, he caught hold of his sister's hair with his left hand, took up his sword with his right hand to sever a head from the body. And Sukadeva Goswami spares no, no words in describing this person. He is Sakala. It, it means a person. Kala. It means a person who brings everyone else in a ditch. It means... You cannot even describe, I can't even describe how I feel about this person. And Kalapumsa, one who degrades the reputation of the family. And therefore a person who can do anything could do anything for their own desires without any consideration for others. That's why I think it's a really important point in spiritual life to be considerate of others. I told you, it's a pet peeve of mine. People are not considerate of others. And, and, and a principle of chanting, that, uh, think of others before yourself such an important principle of spiritual life. Just reading in the story of Raghunath Das Goswami, we had a little Panihati 
festival we discussed about Raghunath Das Goswami. Very nice. Rasik Mohan from Bhakti Bandhav came and gave an absolutely wonderful class about Raghunath Das Goswami and the, and the basic basic principles. And he's just such a nice person and hung out with the devotees and it was great. But in the, the story, and I spoke first, Lord Chaitanya, he would only break, he was in an emotional state of separation, but he would only break down at night because he was considerate how much pain it would cause the devotees. He was thinking of others. So this is the exact opposite. And wanting to pacify Kamsa, who was so cruel and envious that he was shamelessly ready to kill his sister, the great sage Vasudev, who was to be the father of Krishna, spoke to him in the following words. So wanting to pacify Kamsa, um, and again, how is he described, Kamsa? Nish nri shamsam, very cruel, shameless, shameless, shameless person who was jukupsita karmana, who is ready to commit jukupsitam, the most abominable act. So now, Krishna's father is called Mahabhaga, and later he's going to be called Anukadundabi because he was such a elevated person of character. And he had so much determination. What a contrast with Kamsa. Kamsa, there's no principle that prevents him from fulfilling a selfish desire. And, and in terms of Vasudev, there's no desire that will take precedence over his personal principles. And therefore, in pursuance of those principles, there is no limit that he won't go. And he's a Kshatriya. And he has that diplomatic nature. So in diplomacy, there's four characteristics, Sama, Beta, Dana, and Danda. First, you try to pacify the people by flattery, nice words, Beta. You try to make them fearful. So they won't do what they're going to do. You make them fearful of the consequence. Beta means to divide. Dana, you offer some bribe. And if that doesn't work, then there's Danda. Danda, you use the stick. So Kamsa, Vasudev is going to pacify him first with words. 
but he'll also create, he'll also try to create fear in him because just the, the pacification of the words, you know, that you should act noble and you're so great and why you do it won't work with Kamsa. So he says, how can you kill a person who is a woman, not just a woman, but your sister, and not just a woman who is your sister, but a woman who is your sister on the day of your marriage. How low can you get? But here it says Mahabhagavasu is very expert. And we're going to see he's so expert, he's going to be able to deal. There's a proverb, Prabhupada said, one who's fortunate is never caught even. My dear brother-in-law, you were the pride of your family, the Boja dynasty, and great heroes praise your qualities. How can such a qualified person as you kill a woman, your own sister, especially on the occasion of her marriage? How low can you go? But here, so he tried to make him fearful of that, but at the same time, he said, the person who is so praiseworthy, your qualities, Surai, that's praiseworthy by great heroes, they praise you. Bhavan, you're a good self. Boja, Yasha, Kara, and you're a brilliant star in the Boja dynasty. A good self. Katam, Katam, how can you? Bhaginam, your sister. Stiyam, especially a woman. Udvaha at the time. So now we're going to see Vasudev's preaching. And, and we're going to see his preaching, but there's another interesting thing which I'm going to introduce, which is called Upakrama. Upakrama is Someone speaks something, but there's a reason why they speak something. When you're preaching, you're not only saying words, but there's a reason why you say those words. And a lot of time, the reason you say those words is because you're anticipating what the person's objections will be. So I, I once studied the commentaries a little bit with Radha Govinda Swami, my godbrother. I just would catch him before he was going to his own class and ask him a few questions. He gave me this upakram. So he said, how can you do this? So he, he's got a little bit, comps is like this, and he's, he's ready to go forward. He's absolutely crazy now. But Vasudev is, is, how can you kill? A per, you're so glorified, you're the best. How can you kill a person, a woman who is your sister at the time of her marriage? 
and then he anticipates how 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 Kamsa respond. I'm fearing death, so I want to kill her. It's either me or her. So Vasudev. So, why are you going to commit an abominable action because you're, you're, you're afraid someone's going to kill you? you? Death is inevitable. So then, Kamsa may say, well, I know that death is sure, okay. But in the future, I won't have anybody. I won't have anybody, so better continue with this life. Okay, death is sure, but let me delay that death because there's there's no existence anyway. This is called kripana rather than brahmana. Kripana is you make a decision based on an artificial narrow parameters. And I give the example, a child has a bad stomach and he sees a feast. So he doesn't look, he can only see, I, when I eat here and I finish here, there's so many sweets and savories and so many things. Someone who's broad says, no, your life is not just narrow like this, it's broad. And afterwards, you're going to be have diarrhea. You're going to go to the hospital. You're going to be it's so many things. Broad, broad-minded person. It's not that eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow I may die. No. What about the next life? We don't just act to enjoy in this life. So he's saying, well, Okay, death is sure, but that death is the end. So let me fight to eat, drink, and be merry. And let me prolong my life. And then Vasudev says, when the present body turns to dust and is again reduced to live elements, earth, water, five elements, fire, air, and ether, the proprietor of the body, living entity, automatically receives another body of material elements according to his fruit of activities. When the next body is obtained, the present body is given up. So, we don't die. And he continues, just as a person traveling on the road rests one foot on the ground and then lifts the other, or as a worm on a vegetable transfers itself to one leaf and then gives up the previous one. The conditioned soul takes shelter another body and then gives it up after before. So it's no, you're doing something abominable and it's not the end of your life and, and, and you're afraid, but you're not gonna die. You're doing something abominable to avoid death, but death is certain. Death is certain. 
and it's not the end of existence. So try to think, when you want to make a decision, be a little bit broad-minded. You're too narrow. And then Kamsa may say, well, how can I perceive this is true? How do I know this is true? He says, well, what he'll say is, well, when you dream, you accept other bodies. And then you're, you know, so he says, having experienced a situation by seeing or hearing about it, one contemplates and speculates about that situation. And thus one surrenders to it, not considering his present body. Similarly, by mental adjustments, one's dreams at night of living under different circumstances in different bodies, and he forgets his actual position. If you dream and you get different bodies, and you figure, but under this same process, one gives up his present body and accepts another. So by so you're you're how do you perceive it? You're dying in this lifetime, you're accepting different bodies. You're, you're experiencing in this lifetime, you've had many, many bodies. It's going to be 72. This is a different body. When did that happen? I don't know when that happened. All of a sudden, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And was Prabhupada in his last days on his bed and his young sannyasi disciples came and said, don't think this will, won't happen to you. Don't think this won't happen to you. Okay, I think for today, it's a little bit earlier, but not too much. But if anyone has, Jamunajai, I usually start off with something you remember, something that impressed you. Yes. yes. Hello, Arash. Thank you for class. I, I just really love that la one of the last points at the end when you were saying that the thing is death is inevitable, but then also so is the next life. So... You can see the comp is like, well, I die, get out of it. But the remembrance that it just, it keeps going on. There is no, anything of it is there is no getting away with it just because you're going to die. So that was just a, a really wonderful reminder. There's no getting away. That's an interesting point because what he's going to try to tell him, is it worth it to ruin your reputation and do such a heinous thing? Is it worth it? And Kamsa think, well, it's worth it because I'll save myself from death. No. Well, it's worth it because this is the only life. No. no. How do I know? Well, this is how you know. And, mm. and he wants to explain it. It's just not worth it. 
And the message for us are the little things we do worth it in the illusion that death is not the end of our existence. Mm-hmm. That's the illusion we have. Death is not the end of our existence. So it's worth it, these little things that we do or big things we do. But it's not. Okay. Anybody else share a, uh, a reflection on the class? Okay, a few people saying hello. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Hi, Bo. Okay, good. So Kishori went to work and Priya went to school. Okay. Well, we really had a wonderful program on Sunday. And we did it in an interesting way because what happened is Rasik Mohan's car broke down. So he said, I'm sorry, I can't come, but I would, we wouldn't take no for an answer. So we paid for an Uber <laughs> to bring him there. So the program was, and we liked it. I, I, we, I started at one and I spoke to a quarter to three. I, you know, we had Kirtan, Nam Ras came, he did some Kirtan. Then I spoke for 45 minutes. Then we had the feast without the sweets. And then Rasik Bogan spoke for an hour and then we had the sweets. So it kind of it I kind of worked out. Hi Bo, Gopi Gita, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class. Great to see you and looking forward to coming to Colombia. Yeah, we are waiting for you. <laughs> Seeing you there every morning. Yeah, That's Maharaj. Great. That's great. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Oh, Haribo. Haribo. Thank you. Wonderful class as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great. I'm so glad I can connect. It makes it so much easier to be a teacher when you can connect with people like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. How about Sundari? Hare Krishna. Okay. Haribo. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage, Lal Govinda. And Braja, thank you for class. Thank you for class. Great. It's great. I'm looking at the list. These are the people that want, this is the, I want to go to back to Godhead list. Of course, there are people that listen to it later, but this is it. This is what it means to, to hear, to hear regularly is what it means. Mm. That's great granola you made for me. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. You got to hide it. <laughs> I, I have hit it. I can show you what I have all my groceries in my room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just, I always resonate when, whenever you say, you know, my pet peeve is yeah. when others are insensitive to yeah. the desires of others. They just, all they care about is what's good for them. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not like that, but it, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine. So I always resonate with you. Right, okay, <laughs> good. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj, Sri Rupa. Thank you so much for class. Great, Sri Rupa. It was great to um, 
see you at the program. Wasn't it nice? I saw you were speaking with Rasik Mohan, huh? For a yes, while. it was very nice. Such a sweet day. And, and I loved that the, the conversations and also that format that you spoke about, how you delayed the sweets. That was genius. Uh, oh, oh uh, well, it was only I had to do it for that. But you think that should be the regular program? I you liked know? it like that. I thought it was really nice. You really relish the sweets that way, too, right? Yeah. What, what were you and Rasik Mohan talking about? Because I, what subject? He's doing programs with children where he speaks about character development through Krishna stories, Krishna's pastimes. So he was speaking about how um, there are different themes that weave throughout, and he was um, having the children act out um, the pastimes in, um, and then having conversations about what lessons they learned and how they tie together. He has such a fertile brain, doesn't he? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so many ideas. They just keep sprouting up from moment to moment. It was wonderful to see. They're really doing something. That's great. Who else like to say hello? Gosh. Hey, Hare Krishna. Shana, best I can pronounce your Russian name. Nice to see you. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I was thinking about the nature of desires so and about my demonic part so that I'm thinking that I'm the center and uh, I just think that it's such a ridiculous situation because everyone is thinking this way and if the things uh, are going the way we like we can be kind to the people around us and if everything uh, that we don't like we can be uh, behavior like Kamsa so <laughs> Well, that's a great point. I really like that point. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope we see you either in Puri or Govardhan or or something. We'll see. So thank you. Okay. How do you go? Anybody else? Okay, I see the nice list. Of people. This is Hamala Tarada. Haribo. Haribo. Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for class. Okay, and I will see you in August. Yes, Maharaj. Hopefully. Okay. Um, okay, I am going to uh, go now. Thank you all. Really appreciate everybody that comes and listens to the classes. Vanshakalpa Trubyas Chakrapasindu Baby Chapati Tinabhavanif. <laughs>